This is episode 139. It's a heat clock. Purge the buffers! It's the code control! <laughs> We're back! Purge the buffers! I'm online. I'm recording. I, too, am online and recording. Roger that. Loud and clear. So I've done I, – I, I, uh, I had a rage explosion today. The last time we recorded, we had a bunch of Wi-Fi problems, and I think it was at least mostly me. And uh, I had a little rage explosion today because last night I was trying to do a recording session – with a hip hop artist and I like couldn't download his beats. My computer was like <laughs> not having it. I was like trying to download like a 300 megabyte file, you know, oh, or a 600 yeah. megabyte file or something like that. And it was like, this is going to take two hours. Uh, you got to be kidding me. I ended up like putting, pausing the session, like telling everybody to take five, bringing my computer into the house, sitting next to the router and trying to download this thing. And then coming so back out here, yeah. it is so, and it's like, that's not how I want to be. Right. And so I was like, Matt, and then today, like it started doing the same crap where it's like, I was just kind of doing speed tests. I'm like, let's monitor this. And it was getting like three or one megabit per second. Ugh. And I'm like, what are you? So, so it's, it's almost as like, I, I almost don't notice if I'm just like doing my work and like letting emails drop in in the background, you know what I mean? Like yeah, throughout my day. You're not focusing on it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh my God, it's probably been like this for weeks. I'm so mad. And then, uh, so, so anyway, I like, while some things are, you know, you finish a podcast, I was working on a bunch of podcasts today. While you finish one, it can like render down it takes like 15 minutes. So I'm like in those little in-between things, I'm like running around going, okay, how do I re-optimize this? I start scanning and I'm finding that there's like, there's like duplicates of a bunch of things on my network. Like my, I have two Apple TVs. There were five Apple TVs that were reporting oh. to be connected to my router. And I figured out that basically every Apple TV was trying, was like appearing to my router as Wi-Fi and wired. Oh, weird. Yeah. And the other one I think is actually my, this airport express that I converted into an airplay device. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but that appears to be an Apple TV to, to things that aren't Macs. So that's mm-hmm. fine. So, and there's a bunch of other random crap. So I like purged the buffers and restarted the thing and I'm like Purge cleaning it up. Purge the buffers. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm like, take this thing down to zero and like, well, let's repopulate and let's like, let, let's redo our QoS rules and try to like figure it out. And I... Like the Google, we have those Google Homes that are going and I, in my Nest thermostat and a bunch of stuff, I figured out I'm going to switch all that so that it's using the five gigahertz band because that doesn't reach all the way out here. And then I can try to have as few things on the 2.4 as possible so that it's like okay. as noise free as I, so basically that's, that's what I did. That's the only thing I can do, you know? Um, yeah. And then I would get like 
20 megabits for a little while, and then it would drop back down to like three. So I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know if it's going to stay stable. It may be that we've just been getting lucky for weeks. Maybe. You know? It's, I mean, um, knock on wood or whatever you yeah. want to do. It's fine right now. Right. There's also this network that I can see, this unsecured network called Kitchen Speaker K. And I hadn't seen that before, and I started thinking, is this like one of the Google Homes leaving its setup network on when it's not supposed to? You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm like, well, there's noise, you know? And it's almost as loud. Like, I'm using the the scanner built into macOS, and I'm like, it's showing as almost as loud in decibels of Wi-Fi signal as the one I'm connected to. Yeah. Um, so okay. I turn, I unplugged them both because I was like, what the hell? It won't turn off. Then I realized that it can't be in my house. It has to be something. So probably my neighbor got like some kind of Alexa or something like that that oh. is publishing an unsecured network on the same bands. So that's annoying. That may, maybe that's the thing that's causing enough noise, you know, to, to just like make this change. And so it's irritating. So anyway, I, I got fed up with it. I think I'm I'm gonna. I gotta talk my wife into it, but I think I'm gonna order a, a Google Wi-Fi and be done with this crap. Mesh networks, because I looked. I looked at extenders again. You know, I'm researching like, do I install an access yeah, point? I mean, those never work as well as you want. They never work right. They cannibalize their own bandwidth to in order to back channel between them, and then so then the other thing is um, like converting a router to being an access point, but I have to attach it with wires, or it's yeah. the same thing, and I can't. I just, it's a, such a bear. It's going to cost, it's going to end up costing more, especially if I consider my time, than just getting this the mesh network. And the mesh network mm-hmm. would be more effective anyway. So, yeah. anyway, for a couple hundred bucks, like, I, I just, like, I, it's starting to, you know what I mean? Like, it's starting to affect my work. <laughs> when it was, yeah. when it was yeah. affecting the tone control, that was really irritating. Irritating, but, but like, what are you going to do? But when it, I try to argue know. that to my wife, like, you know, it'd really be more comfortable if we, if we get the tone control that is a yeah, free podcast, you know, a free, completely <laughs> hobby driven podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, now it's like embarrassing me at work and making my work difficult to do. And so well, I also, I, I mean, I'm sure there are people that come in and they're like, Hey, what's your Wi-Fi?" I do. And every time I'm like, well, it's there, uh, Good you know, luck. might work. <laughs> You know. So anyway, yeah. um, that's my frustration. That is what I call annoying and dumb. Yeah, stupid. But whatever. I, I actually called the people. I had another another one of these little fifteen minute things. I got on the phone with the Google salespeople just to talk it over with them and like figure out if they could assume it would be a good product, but like wanted to hear them actually like sell me on it. Confirm it. Yeah. Yeah, it seems good, and it'll work like with my wired devices. Like I can just. Each one of them only has two ports, but mm-hmm. and I'm using a bunch of ports for like my game computer and my Apple TVs because mm. I don't like those on the wireless. That just stresses the wireless out when it doesn't need to. Um, but I can just hang simple like ten dollars switches off the back of these things. Like mm. I already have a four port switch hanging off of the one now, so I just get another one of those and then I'll be fine. Um, yeah, yeah. Passive wired devices. Dang, bro, that's Dang. super annoying. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's all right. How, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm back from California. Mm-hmm. And we unintentionally took a break from the tone control, as many of you <laughs> now are aware. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's a confluence of things all kind of happened. Yeah, a, a very um, uh, quickly 
happening <laughs> a couple of weeks. What am I trying to say? It's like it was the, the things that happened were like very sudden. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I told Justin I'm on vacation. Oh, no, I didn't. I'll tell him today. And then I kept forgetting. <laughs> and yeah. then it was like, it was like the week we were leaving. We left on Wednesday and it was like Saturday. And I was like, oh, I should tell him for sure. <laughs> and then I continued to forget. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so whatever. We're not, we, we've never been the best at podcasting. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, things are, things are, you know, shucking and jiving over here. Oh, yeah. At, at Tone Control East. So <laughs> I um, just forgot. That's all. Yeah. It's on me. I 100% spaced it. So, yeah. but anyway. Well, I, we I had, I ended up having a, a family, uh, a sudden family event. Um, there was a, a loss in the family. And so we ended up having to like put everything on hold and take off for a while as well. Uh, and yeah, so it just wasn't going to happen. So we didn't worry about it too much. Yep. Yep, but we're here now. So. That's what's up. Yeah, so and we got stuff to talk about and we got a lot pedals, of stuff to talk about. and that is what's <sighs> going to happen. Oh, don't groan. I'm fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> All right, check it. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wishlist today. Hey. 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 Cool. So must have been. A month ago now oh, <laughs> that I started this note. Um, we blew it. Maybe like three weeks ago. I, I've been kind of keeping an eye on that whole Ernie Ball VP Junior with the tuner built in. Yeah. That we talked about it. It came out at NAM. It didn't come out. It was announced at NAM. And I'm I'm thinking that might be the thing that I want, and I keep kind yeah. of checking now and then if it's available, because uh, my volume pedal is actually your old volume pedal, but it's it's a big sucker. Uh huh. Yeah. And um, and you know what? It doesn't have a tuner in the footboard. It doesn't have a tuner, and like not that it's really something I'm struggling with right now, but sure. To, I am always interested in freeing up some space, mm-hmm. and and in weight actually too, because pedal boards get heavy really quick. Yeah. So um, I was like, hey. Hey, hey, Twitter. Uh, anyone got <laughs> eyes on when that Ernie Ball volume tuner thing is going to come out? And Ernie Ball actually replied to me, and no they said kidding. it's going to be yeah, it's going to be out uh, winter of this year. All right. So holiday season, <laughs> <laughs> stocking stuffer. I'm guessing. It's so they announced be, way early. They really did. I think they were trying as trying hard as they could to undercut the Schnobel one. Trying desperately to have something to say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much it's going to be. That's the thing I'm still interested in. That, that's that's the uh-huh. killer detail, right? So, how much is a regular VP Junior? Like eighty bucks. Yeah. So if it has a tuner, you got to figure double that, right? You got like sixty or eighty dollar premium for the tech. What do you think? You think? I mean, tuners are dirt cheap now. I have a three dollar tuner on my desk. Hmm. You know, it's a, I mean, it's a clip tuner, but still like the tuners are so cheap and I guess, but then there's still tuning pedals that are, yeah, I know. And it's got a touch screen too. So maybe it double, Uh, you think? Oh, with a touch screen, those things don't just grow on trees, Derek. I bet I'm going to say 149 touch screen tree. I'm Googling it. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Um, fake. 150. That's my 
comfortable. Yeah, that yes. would be that would be good. I think that they would be would, really good. Yeah. I think they would sell the hell out of it at one fifty. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think it's going to be more. Mm. It might. So, so, so. Definitely. Well, anyway, keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep an eye out and keep those eyes peeled. Mm-hmm. That's gross, right? Like, think about that. Well, but it's because, yeah, no, it's gross. Like peeling an eye. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <coughs> oh, gri- oh, yeah. Grizzly is what it is. Mm-hmm. Digging in there like it's a. Like a, a like with a friggin. Like it's a clementine orange. Just. Oh, yeah. Like or with like a grapefruit spoon. <laughs> 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 Make sure you get all the juice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we just like seeing how much we can gross each other out now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. Cool. Well, I'm grossed out by our next news item. Yeah. So, uh, do we have a theme song for Gibson now? Uh, oh, yeah. So, could it be like... Um, <laughs> the Imperial March. It's, no, it's going to be like... Like, what did Gibson do this time? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, I guess this one... I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you say? All right. Just, just the facts. Just the yeah. facts. D- so, Gibson made a marketing video which uh let's i'm gonna do i'm gonna turn around right i'm gonna turn around and become a different character and i'm gonna do like this is the most favorable interpretation right so okay. if we're gonna make what, an what, argument what, maybe what they I were want going to, for yeah right? what they yeah were like, like yeah. let's if we're gonna form a cogent argument in opposition to this we should be arguing we should be able to do it against the most favorable um interpretation of what the of what their point was and what they said. So, here's what it is. It's a marketing video about how iconic Gibson is because they've been around so long and they're responsible for so much of what is considered sort of standard about guitars and how they've refined over the years. Would you say Which- that's correct? I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Yeah. Like and- they are socially what you think of they're one of the things you think of when you think of guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and culturally. Yeah. Right. They're at least half of what you think of guitar. Like you could almost think of it that way, right? Like easily, yeah. Yeah, and and then um is is do I have to is there anything else I should say? I mean, uh they, they said I, so what they were they, trying to say is like that they're the that that legacy or whatever you want to call it, that yeah, uh, presence in the industry is important uh, and and valuable, right? Which I I think is that's also correct. That's pay, right, and it's part of the same point. Like it's it's kind of goes without saying that if if point A is true, it's because of it's because it's they're important. They are important to the history of guitars. Uh, yeah. So the problem is the way they say it is they have they have this stooge Mark Agnesi Agnesi Mark Agnesi um 
this clown <laughs> We're is being very so, delicate here. This clown, he, he is so aggressive in this video. This is what struck me. When I watched it, I kind of know what to expect because I don't think you can find, you said they pulled it down, right? Did they pull the video like right down? They did pull it down, but it's the it's, internet, so okay, of course so, it's all over so the you place. Can't, yeah. but, but that means that like I couldn't, and now the listener can't, find this video in oh, a con- no, it's in without, the show notes. without the context. Uh, I'm saying you can't find a version oh, of this video oh. that is not surrounded by the context of, look what assholes Gibson are. Yes. Uh, and because, so I'm trying to th- imagine, like if I'd watched this and it was just like, Hey, here's the latest like shout out from the Gibson channel. Let's look listen to us talk about how cool we are. Like that would almost have been better. Uh so but so what I see, I'm a little bit primed for already. Yeah. But this guy starts talking about how iconic Gibson is, but he's saying it like I'm going to do my best impression. <laughs> should I do this or should I let people well, whatever. Watch the video or I mean, not. Well, I don't so, care. I mean, tons of people listening probably know who Mark Agnesi yeah. is. Does and- he always talk like this? Yes, okay. and you know exactly how insufferable he is as a presenter of whatever he's talking about. Uh, I, he came from Norm's Rare Guitars, which is a, a vintage guitar Is that a rare in, guitar store? In Los Angeles, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of the big primetime guitar stores. And okay, whatever. Big, like, celebrity presence, that kind of thing. So he, so he thinks the, it's like, okay the, to yell as if I'd done something wrong to him. Yeah. He thinks yeah. That's, that's the way to be. Right. So anyway, the the tone that came across that, that did come across in the video was not this whole like, hey guys, you know, our legacy is important. It was, hey guys, we're gonna take you all to court if you don't shape up. <laughs> he he literally, I mean, he almost says those words. He it, what's funny to me is the he's saying all this stuff about how iconic Gibson is, and he's calling out certain things like their designs. Um, right, like and the headstock, like because yes, it is a classic of shape of the thing. All that like, stuff. But he, he's saying it like this shape is so classic. Right, uh, and like the no headstock, one would, the 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 open book, the mustache. No one would disagree, right? That's the thing. That's they're yeah. saying all these things that are you're like, yeah, you know, that is very iconic. It is a classic thing. Yeah, because Gibson's so classic, like that. All, those all those little details. So why that, isn't he saying up. it as if it's a celebration, right? That was that was the thing that like it's easy to me. I'd be like, you should be so pumped that this is iconic. But instead, right. you're literally you angry. He's upset with me. I'm watching this video and he's so mad. And then there's this point where he kind of he starts talking about how people a lot of people have copied it, which Co- right you know, copied other aesthetic, not just the headstock, but many aesthetics and sure. styles I mean, that, that Gibson that, is known that for. That guitar shape, of course, like lots of people have used that for their boutique Absolutely. guitars. And and because it's a good shape and you did a good job, that's why. And that's why you're iconic and everybody's copying you. Sure. Right. Like, it succeeded 60 years ago. <laughs> like it, it was natural selection amongst the guitar community. It worked. It made it. Yeah. But that's the moment when he, he kind of goes into that, that's the moment where he stops being angry and sort of chuckles a little bit. That's like the only moment of levity in the entire video is when he literally says, hey, we're watching you. Yeah, like, he says, the threat he says, quote, is the only part he thinks is funny. Yeah, so the quote exactly is, to the manufacturers out there, we want you to know that you have been warned. Give me a fucking break. That's pretty heavy duty right there. Like that there is nothing to hide behind. There is no like that's not up for interpretation at all. He continues, 
This isn't about us trying to be bullies or trying to stifle the boutique marketplace. This is about protecting our legacy. Except you're also being bullies. I'm not a racist, but... If I were. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to be a bully, but we're coming for you. This video goes up and comes down while I'm away on vacation, and I I catch a bit of it. You know, the blowback starts immediately. And then the next day... It comes to light that Gibson is suing Dean Guitars for trademark infringement. Okay. So I watched a a video breakdown of exactly what the lawsuit claims. So here are the cases that are being brought forth. uh, And are they, and and they're contemporary cases? They're not like, because I had heard some word that they might be cases that have actually been going on for years. So the, the cases started before Gibson's recent. I think it was even before the bankruptcy, but it just oh, wow. became public and hit the courts or something like that. Okay. Now, so it's like awful timing for one thing, and it's it's a really bad look. So the ones that <laughs> so that could they have done that on purpose? Like the vi- like I it just know. became public knowledge that this happened. Like the court documents have to be disclosed at a certain time or something. Maybe. And then they're like, well, you know what? <laughs> it. And they just like, let's they're put the angry in. guy on TV. You know. Yeah, the, that, the video is the thing that's really throwing it here. So, like, obviously brands have to protect their assets, and sometimes it involves court cases. I get it. That happens all the time. Yeah. Um, but you, but there's a way to do that respectfully, and, like, it's an unfortunate thing that has to happen. Like, if, yeah. if what they were really saying was, you know, we actually do have to protect this because of how important it is, and we know you would feel the same way about protecting your stuff, so, you know, this is an unfortunate thing that we're going to have to negotiate in court. That's fine. That right. See how I said that, and I wasn't a fucking asshole? Yes, I do see that very clearly. Wow, so, you know what? I was just riffing. I didn't even write that down. Maybe they should put yeah. me on fucking TV. So the cases that are being brought against Dean are... For a uh, a Flying V-type guitar, an Explorer-type, and an SG-type. And I will be the first one to tell you that I think they've got a pretty airtight case against those three models. Yeah. They look like Gibson guitars. They really do. And especially when you get into the little details of, like, the pickguard shape and the knob position on the V and stuff, it's a dead ringer. Yeah. I I think they're going to lose that. And, like, that sucks, but really, Dean, you should be prepared for for this maybe. Mm -hmm. But it's also, like, Gibson's whole attitude about it is shitty. Oh, it's the worst. So, yeah. I yeah. can't, I on can't top deal of with that. that. <laughs> so, so going off of that, in the video, they call any guitar that uses or borrows these styles that Gibson is known for, they've decided to call counterfeit Gibsons. Yes. Which is the single most infuriating and insulting part of this whole video for me. Dean it, is not out there claiming to be Gibson. And they didn't write Gibson on their guitar, which is what you'd have no. to do for it to be counterfeit. Like it, like when I have Monopoly money in my hand, it it's is not counterfeit it US looks, money. Yeah. It's copying the shape and look of a dollar bill. Like they look like American dollar bills, uh, but it's not counterfeit, is it? It does no. not. Cl- it does not. It's not pretending to be that. If you look at it closely, you're not like trying to figure out is it a dollar or not. That's what counterfeit means. Dickheads. Yeah, it, right. It's oh, it makes me so fired up. So <laughs> on now on their site, they have since this video went up, came down, and the lawsuit was announced, they've added a counterfeit submission form to their website. So you, the player, 
<laughs> you, the musician, can blow the whistle on anyone that you think is infringing on Gibson's trademarks. Not sure what Gibson's trademarks are? Well, you're in luck, my bro, because they've got a whole fucking page of everything that they've trademarked. And what is up for, you know, what for, for grabs, basically. Oh, my Lord. So I have to say, if they're going after Dean... This almost makes anyone eligible. Dean's a pretty big guitar company. They're not a multi-million dollar corporation yeah. like Gibson Brands. But see what I said there? Gibson Brands. <laughs> <laughs> no longer Gibson Guitar Corporation. Yeah. But anyway, I think this essentially means anyone is eligible. I was this close to submitting Fender on that form for making guitars out of wood. <laughs> well, right, because like... Uh, counterfeit. So, so I, I wonder how, well, whatever, we're not going to look this up now, but like how much of the court language, like, are they using the word counterfeit in oh, their suits? Because that will get them nothing. That'll, that'll get them in a lot of trouble. That's, yeah. that's out of the question, but they definitely feel like it's okay to say in their videos. Yeah. So I think the other thing when it comes to the trademark suits is I heard once back in 2005, PRS was famously sued by Gibson mm-hmm. and, and Gibson lost. Okay. Um, because of the single cut shape, it's obviously inspired by the Les Paul. It's obviously the same construction, mahogany body, maple top, yeah. mahogany neck. It's, it but is they, that guitar. There are other design choices. There are other small yeah. differences about it. To win but that are, would be a lockout on making guitars with those materials and like a generally round body shape. Exactly. So... They famously lost and had to pay PRS's legal fees. Oops. So, so I just <laughs> I, and I heard at the time that um, when they when a lawsuit like this comes up, it comes down to if a consumer, an average consumer, would be confused between the two options or something. It's kind of sure. a generalization, but looking at PRS, looking at Gibson, one can determine the differences, even if you're not a guitar expert. Oh yeah. So I don't think that I don't think Dean's going to have any trouble in that regard because their headstocks are dramatically different. You know, yeah, other I, that's what it's uh, really going to come down to, right? Because like the exact body shape of Gibson is is copied a thousand times over. Um, so, but but with different headstocks because nobody's going to like just print a Gibson headstock because that would be counterfeit. <laughs> you want to hear something really awesome? <laughs> okay. So Slash of Guns N' Roses is Gibson's newly appointed global brand ambassador. Okay. Which whatever the hell that actually means, especially in regards to a guitar company, I don't know. It just means in our case that he got more custom models. He got more, you know, signature things, very limited runs of things and all that. It's an association. It's a a grab at anyone's emotional strings that like Slash. It's more than uh, an artist model and more than a regular artist endorsement, though. So mm-hmm. it's something else. I'm not really sure what it means business-wise. So um, Slash has this deal because he's famous for using Gibson guitars. Yeah. Right? All over the place. Most notably recorded and performed like Appetite for Destruction era on Les mm-hmm. Pauls and da-da-da. Except that Les Paul is widely known to be a real fake a uh, really it is yeah it's a it's a genuine counterfeit what it's that les paul on appetite for destruction in those surrounding years is not a gibson even though it says gibson on it it was, <laughs> it was a 59 replica made by someone some i forget his name but he's some famous luthier who only made like 10 or 15 of these guitars and they're extremely rare and extremely coveted because they're 
Amazing. And there are records of this all over the place. But Gibson doesn't seem to care about that. They're still endorsing the shit out of Slash. Whoops. Oh, boy. Anyway, that's a fun little thing. Lordy just, May. This whole thing. we were Gibson was this close to not f***ing this whole thing up, right? So they, they are new marketing stuff. They're new models. They're streamlined yeah. product lineups. It was going they were just, so well. They were just quietly not f***ing up. They were quietly, right. You know, and so what's even more annoying almost is that they're like, oh, innovation. Gibson's been innovating for years, except. Except all you can, do is make redos of your historically of accurate. Guitars. Right. Are you kidding me? Right. The, the only thing they uh, innovated was, was shit that people wanted to fix. Uh, the, thing they in, the thing they innovated was more accurate plastics. Well, I was going to say the thing they innovated was the the machines that everybody ripped off their guitars and like mm-hmm. let's take off the rings and then make people install them aftermarket instead. Yeah. Ugh. And just sort of vacillating before between different, you know, grotesqueries of how historically accurate it is or how robotic it is. Yeah, I mean, it's and I'm wondering who out there as a guitarist as like an average like me or you, someone who's just a casual hobbyist musician who's looking at Gibson and going, they're right, like all those other companies. I'm here for you, There's got to be somebody, right? There's got to be. I know there There's got to be some people a- who leapt off the table. I can't believe that video got pulled down. You know, but these are the, the strong man, like everyone needs to be yelled at. You know, you're all, yeah. I, th- this idea that like, the, the world is soft because we're, all, we're not all being educated in like the traditional boot camp style. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. we should all just be yelled at about about guitar. This would really appeal to that. What do we do now about Heritage Guitars? Right, Heritage Guitars is a brand that is in Kalamazoo, Michigan, that makes guitars in the decommissioned Gibson Guitar Plant. Okay, <laughs> they look an awful lot like Gibsons, <laughs> right? And they're Using arguably the old Right, they're using all the old gear. Like that's what makes them so cool. Is there basically someone took over that old factory and kept making guitars the way they were made when Gibson owned it? Uh-huh. And they changed a few things to get around issues like this. Like the cutaway is a different shape, the headstock's a different shape. But if Gibson is saying like, "Oh, your guitar has frets on it, therefore we own it," <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. And I, it makes me worry about brands like that, like like Heritage and like Collings, for example. One of their guitars is clearly designed after a Les Paul Jr. And they're awesome. They're some of the best Les Paul Jr. style guitars you can get. Not all their models are Gibson style, but this particular one is. I don't think a company of that size, they're so small boutique, like they're not going to survive some crazy lawsuit from Gibson. And I don't, it seems like Gibson's not going to pull any punches when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to come down to those companies just saying, okay, we're going to stop making this. Or we'll change it in some way, which sucks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because those Collings uh, um, double-cut Les Paul Jr. types are way better than the offering from Gibson. Mm-hmm. And if Gibson just made guitars as great as they claim they do for a price that was approachable, they wouldn't have to worry about this at all. People would be buying yeah. them you know, people be buying them left and right because they're great. They wouldn't have to worry about losing market share to boutique builders and stuff. Ugh. 
this is are such they a really bad look. worried about that? Like, I don't even know. I, I, uh, I mean, I oh. guess, I guess they, ought, you know, whatever. I guess they had a bunch of, they had to bankruptcy and all that stuff. So they, they should. But, but it, it, this isn't why. You know, people right. didn't if you think it's because of Bill Collings making great guitars that are occasionally shaped like yours. It's not it. <sighs> How about the whole? Yeah, maybe the slash it? guy that has a fucking counterfeit yeah, right. Gibson. <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, how about the whole line about the movie and TV people? Like, oh, don't tape over the Gibson logo. We want to work with you. Oh, by yeah. The way, I watched by the that way, that's too. still an infringement. <laughs> that's right. It's the weird. So his tone fill was everyone like, in. Yeah. Oh, so right. So at, at some point, we've all, as a guitar player, when you see a guitar on TV, you're totally like, what's that? You know, like, what is <laughs> I like, do it with microphones. See, I see it all the time on TV shows <laughs> where it's like, oh, yeah, my dad used to play guitar in a band and he's got like a $7,000 Les Paul custom or something like that, yeah. which is like story wise, not really what you would see <laughs> there. But it, it's funny to be like, that's a really expensive guitar for something that casually plays. Um, they're saying that. When a movie or TV company would tape over the Gibson logo to avoid paying or avoid something, licensing it I don't something. think I have ever seen that. I've never seen it taped over. I feel um, like I've probably seen – what I've probably seen is just prop guitars that just didn't have a logo. Probably, yeah. So he's like, you know, call us. We want to work with you. We want to support you. And by the way, taping over the logo is not – you know, isn't going to get around a lawsuit yeah. infringement or a trademark infringement. So it's like, oh, we were there for you, but by the way, we're still going to sue yeah, you. Yeah, just out of both sides of the mouth. Like, Ugh. I. It's such a bad look. It's do a, you think that's true? Like, so, so here's what I have seen in TV and movies a lot: is a computer that looks exactly like a MacBook, but it's got like a instead of having the Apple on the lid, right? It's got like a globe or something. It's or got like some a sticker. Non, it's right? got like, some other thing. Well, I, yeah, like, and it's just it's. It's clear what they're approximating. Apple famously will never pay to have their stuff in a movie or TV show or anything. So anytime you see an actual Apple product, they have not paid for that. It's just that the directors decided to use it. It is not a problem to use it. I know like they're I'm allowed sure the, the to use it. The directors are paying Apple to use right. it. So I'm yeah. – uh, well, I don't know if they are or not. Well, it says like at the end of those movies and credits, you see like promotional consideration by Apple. It's like a product okay. placement thing. Okay, you know? okay, um, okay. I've seen that before. I'm okay, that that, that kind of answers my question then, I guess, because so so. Hmm. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's it's just such a. It's but just but a it wouldn't attitude. go down like that. Like like when somebody accidentally puts a Pringles can in a shot, it is tech, like if Pringles didn't pay for it it is still technically advertising for pringles yeah so they right. should not pringles is going to come out it's and not be like, hey guys an, yeah like that yeah. that that doesn't work out right i i can't imagine that that actually goes anywhere if i, I can't <sighs> so so like if i have my if i have a, put a gibson guitar in a movie and we didn't tell them about it like why would they be upset about that unless it's a scene where somebody's talking about how shit <laughs> gibson is Oh man, how great would that be? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's and so I'd love to whole... see Paul Rudd just just take Gibson to task. Oh yeah, right. What the <laughs> f- is this? <laughs> <laughs> K- 
casually looking up at everybody, yeah. extremely attractive and not very tall. Right, and completely unaged. <laughs> the ageless vampire. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't really want to go on about it much longer. Yeah, we don't have like, to talk about just... Paul Rudd anymore. You're right. <laughs> I don't... I... But uh, I, the opinions of the tone control, n- not necessarily the opinions of Justin and Derek. <laughs> Sometimes oh, this stuff man. just happens. This is I've seen this being like going around the internet all week, mm-hmm. and it's everywhere being called "quote a PR disaster." Which maybe is, is that heavy-handed? I don't know. I think the longer we go without some sort of reply from Gibson on this disaster, the more of a disaster it becomes. Have they said anything? No. They just pulled it down. So we're talking hours? How long uh, was it I up? certainly think within a day. I'm yeah. not sure how long it was up. I was away and with limited cell service, so I didn't get to see it oh, till God. it was already And you don't down, even like, say anything? Come on. Yeah. It's infuriating. So anyway, and like it just it's leaving such a bad taste in my mouth about Gibson. Because they're right. They are this important brand. We all know that. No one was denying that. Yeah, this is it's telling someone you're famous. Hmm. That's what they're doing. Right. Um, oh, Jack was talking to me about this. Mm-hmm. Jack from Trove and Too Late the Hero. Um, he said it was the Streisand effect. Oh, yeah. Which is the effect, uh, the Streisand effect is a phenomenon whereby an attempt to hide, remove, or censor a piece of information has the unintended consequence of publicizing the information more widely, uh, usually facilitated by the internet. Yeah, Barbara Streisand got really mad because somebody posted like an aerial photo of her house. Yeah, I think so. And she was like, oh, that's going to reveal to people where I live and tried to sue and get it taken down and... You know, the internet exists, and I guess she didn't realize right. that the thing she was suing was the internet, so that didn't work. I yeah. don't know what happened. I don't know if she had to move or what, but... I don't know. So, I mean, and look, do you care where Barbara Streisand lives now? No. No, no, I'm just saying that's why it's called that. <laughs> no, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> but, like... Um, uh, yeah. Are we... Is this is this out? out? This is done, right? Yeah. All right, so we 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 await patiently and not that interestedly at what happens to poor Dean. Um, you know, whatever. Dean has, they, I, I saw a statement from Dean. They said that Gibson's uh, accusations are baseless. Okay. So standing up for themselves, they're ready to run. I, I remember Dean having. I don't have a. I wonder how clear the picture is in my head, but I thought Dean Guitars had like a super distinctive headstock. Many of them do, yeah. I would and, never and in a million years have thought a Gibson was a Dean or the other way around. Absolutely not. Uh, interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, all right, let's move on. We've been talking about this for 30 minutes. and I'm, <laughs> okay. It's just making me more angry. Hey, I'm going to interject. Um, okay. Two cheers. So uh, this record that I mixed like... In the fall, I think it was. It was really pretty. Pretty soon after I had moved to this house, uh, I think I'm writing this wrong. A new music. Anyway, um, the eh, 
the song, uh, the first song from this thing that I mixed way back, uh, is finally released. Oh, cool. uh, so you can find it on iTunes and Spotify and all the places. The band is called Two Cheers. It's okay. um, it's pretty much, I think, uh, this guy Brian out of California. Uh, he he had a band with him for a while, and then he kind of like he he was in Michigan and he moved back to California. I I mixed a record for him years ago that I think was kind of their first that they didn't totally self produce. Uh, then he's done some things before. He he does a lot of um, recording himself in at home, and oh, I think yeah, I remember this. Okay, yeah. So I think I think um, it's it's a it's a lot. It's kind of surf poppy a little yeah, bit. Yeah, uh, I remember really liking it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think he's um, he's got a cool kind of aesthetic. Uh, if you like the the, you think surf pop is a good way to describe it? Anyway, something like that. Uh, um, the new music is a bit different. Um, so this is, I think, kind of back on his own. I think he was with a band, had a band with him, and now this is more back to the original thing, which is kind of a solo project. Um, but he does a really good job putting it all together. I think his arrangements are great. I think this is this album is my favorite stuff that he's done. So anyway, cool. it's finally out. There's a, a, The song that's out now is called Future Constellations. Check it out. I'll put a I link. Added it to my phone. I'll put a link. I think it's pretty cool, and I really like the way the mixes came out. This is kind of, um, it's kind of like an acoustic album for him, oh, nice. and there's That's still cool. a lot of like electronic elements to it, but uh, and some electric guitar kind of things too. Um, but it's a, it sound, it, it's a aesthetically, it's a little different. It's a little less high intensity and and bouncy, like. Compared to the stuff, which could almost be kind of a little bit punk rock, the other oh, okay. stuff. Um, well, that's not a, the right way to say it. Anyway, it was much more of like a loud band, <laughs> and this okay. is this is uh, more acoustic and subdued. I think it's really really nice. So, it's cool. And my daughter likes awesome. it. <laughs> awesome. Cool. I dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what's um. Vintera series from Fender. Yeah, I actually haven't heard anyone say this yet. I guess it is Vintera. <laughs> I bet it's a combination of vintage and era. Oh, man. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, portmanteau, as they call it. I don't love that, but I think you're probably right. So, Fender has completely revamped the Made in Mexico line. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. And this is, I said to Righteous Ryan earlier today that this week's episode is going to be a classic Fender versus Gibson. <laughs> we love one, we hate one kind of moment. But yeah. Um, so, Fender dropped this uh, like this week, um, I think. And it's the, the Made in Mexico line. It used to be just called like the standard, right? The Fender standard Stratocaster was made in Mexico. Oh, okay. Uh, then at the time or way back, it was the if you wanted an American one, it was the American standard Stratocaster. That right. All has okay. Been redone. That's why I was confused. Yeah. Yeah. So that has all been redone to other lines, um, like the American Performer, American Original, that kind of stuff. Okay. So anyway, the Vintera is now the Made in Mexico line, and I think it looks great, as one would probably expect me to feel about this. <laughs> yeah. This one. This. What, the 70s custom looks just like 
that one that just you like, have. Just like mine. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> like, there's Derek um, bought this guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all floating around nine hundred, a thousand bucks, which is great. There's a little more expensive than the Made in Mexico line used to be. That's, unfortunately, that's what I thought. I thought the the like the MIMs from before yeah. that was like the the entry level line. I thought they were like six hundred maybe yeah. before, right? So this is up there a little bit more, but um, I think the Made in Mexico stuff generally has gotten a lot better over the last few years. Uh-huh. So I think these are great guitars. I've not played one. They were just announced, but I, I have a feeling they're great guitars. So they've got like big era years kind of siloed off. So there's 50s, 60s, and 70s. Okay. Each are available in a vintage or a modified option. Vintage would be pretty close to period correct. So like a seven and a quarter inch radius. Um, typical wiring, uh-huh. that kind of stuff. The modified has a more, like, think of it like inspired by that era, mm-hmm. but with modern appointments. So a nine and a half inch radius. Um, some of them have S1 switches, things yeah, like that. Yeah, Fender's S1 switch like would introduce the neck pickup to position number one on a Strat, for example. Uh, flip uh, the phase, okay. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so... That being said, there's a 50s Strat and a 50s Strat modified, and that goes that holds true for 60s, 70s, uh, as well as the Telecasters, the Jazzmasters, that kind of stuff. So, 60s um, Tele with a Bigsby. Yep, very cool, very cool looking. So I guess that's um, the uh, the non modified, right? The Bigsby was is the non modified, right? From the so 60s. then because there's a 60s. There's a pair of, of guitars of each type from each decade. Yes. For the most part. There's a few outliers, like okay. a 60s Mustang. There's no modified version. Um, 60s Jaguar. Uh, the modified version is a double humbucker. Uh-huh. Very Kurt Cobain. Oh, um, yeah. Look at that. So here's some some quick highlights. I'm not going to run through every guitar on this list, um, but those highlights for me, like Justin said, the 60s Tele with a Bigsby. Just 60s so Jazz cute. Master. What? It's so cute. <laughs> uh, the 60s Jazz Master with a matching headstock, which I think is like super oh, yeah. cool. You can get a Jazz Master with a matching headstock for $1,000. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, a 60s with that Jaguar, weird tailpiece. <laughs> yeah, the 60s Jag with the the double humbucker. And, uh, the and then really switch. awesome those are, new those colors. Those are toaster switches, sorry. Forget I spoke. Justin, edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, really great new colors across the line, too, for a bunch of these. There's white blonde, which hasn't been in production for a long time. My Strat is white blonde, and that's from, the like I think, 2001. Um, oh, is that... Um it looks kind of pink on a Bigsby. monitor. It looks like Say almost again? kind of a yellowish pink on the monitor, right? Almost, yeah. The 60s Tele with oh, the no, Bigsby I'm looking is at pictured Olympic in white blonde. White. 60s with the Bigsby. Oh, yeah. So Okay, so it's whiter. It's than... like a whitewash, so it's like a grayish white. Hmm. Yeah. Um, they've got like cool natural finishes. Like getting a Strat in straight up natural is, I think, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Sienna Sunburst has been around for a little while, so that's sticking around. It's a very light sunburst, which looks nice. And Fire Mist Gold on the jazz bass looks awesome. Cool. Go down to that 60s-era jazz bass. Right, it's like on. this... Load more. 60s <laughs> jazz bass. 70s jazz bass. Where's the... Oh, here it is. Oh, what color are you, darling? It's like a... 
Fire Mist Gold. Is that the one I'm supposed to be looking right, at? Yeah, Fire Mist Gold. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the color. You don't like it? No, I, I do. Oh. It looks like what I would have called bronze if nobody had primed me. Okay, yeah, right. It's or, like a bronze. Or champagne. It's darker than champagne, though. Yeah. Um, yes. But with the tortoiseshell pickguard, ooh. Mm-hmm. Looks good, man. Yeah. Looks friggin' good. Let's go, yeah, Fender. Um, let's do it. Yeah, I I support uh guitars in this price range. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. I don't know what that was. I don't know what I just switched into there. Uh, it got away from okay. me. I understand. So, yeah. These are going to be, um, I, it's, I hate this term sometimes, but these are workhorse guitars, you know, they're, they're your, <laughs> yeah, your, yeah. your go-to, you can kind of throw them around maybe if you know, you know, don't want to worry right about having an expensive guitar that you got to take very special care of. Um, yeah. I like this Tele Thin Line in Candy Apple Red. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Good sh- That's it. That's it. <laughs> Hey, I just I just spelled constellations. Sorry, I just spelled constellations right on the first try. Hey, nice. So it's a big win so, for me. And while we're while we're talking about members of Too Late the Hero, yeah. some time ago Kevin <laughs> posted on Facebook um like a life event. Mm-hmm. And it said spelled necessarily correctly on the first try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's that word in particular threw me for a long time. And I remember like I was like in high school or something and like decided to like figure that one out. You know, like I made a life choice. Like I want to be the guy who knows how to spell this word right. And I just like drilled it and figured it out. But I like dedicated myself to it. You know what I mean? So I have like a, like when I spell that word, I'm like, ha Like this is a skill that I have is to spell Here this I word, go. you know? <laughs> yeah. So man, Look I at really, me now. I really pretty, you know, I, I, I feel that. I feel that in my heart bone. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, um, I know I said that to you instead of to Kevin, but I just, anyways. <laughs> okay. Hey, lastly, let's, let's close out this show talking oh. about some pedals from our friends. Pedal let's Geek. do it. Yeah, we did this. You know, there's some, some nights where we, um, as we're kind of doing the show or in the beginning, we move the, the pedal genie text into the middle somewhere where it makes sense. And then there are other times like now, for example, when we just didn't do it. And so now it's at the end and that's just the way it's going to be. All right, here comes the ad. Oh no, wait. (laughs) (laughs) And I so proudly announced it too. Oh my goodness. Okay. Hold on. It's because I unplugged him. You just want to add it in post at this point? (laughs) No, I'm going to do it. Here you go. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes 
includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Alright. What you doing there, J-Dog? Justin? Hello? Where'd you go, bud? I'm back. Uh, there he is. I'm back. Did I take too long? I was sitting there like, Justin? Well, <laughs> they were... you doing stuff. <laughs> she was reading, so I just didn't say anything. I had to, um... I had to go get my guitar and stuff. Oh, all right. Well, if you're setting up, <laughs> yeah. I will do my pedal. You then. do How your thing. That? That's cool. Okay. Um, I had the Digitech drop. Hiya! Ha ha! This is part of. <laughs> this is um, kind of uh, a, a portion of the whammy pedal, uh, but it's it's just a polyphonic drop tune pedal that allows you to drop your tuning from one half step all the way down to a full octave going in half steps right on so there's a, a, a true bypass switch a little rotary dial that toggles between seven steps seven half steps down then you reach octave and then the final one is octave plus dry which is the most fun and only setting worth using <laughs> now, not but worth Derek, using but, aren't uh, there just octave pedals oh yeah but like it's still just it's the, the best. it's the plus dry that really makes it f***ing great, you know. Yeah, and but octave that, pedals that, are plus dry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, those exist. Yeah, but so okay. All the right. The demo, the demo for this pedal, I is kind of long. I played the same riff over and over, and <laughs> dropped it by a half step every time. Yeah, that sounds great. So that's the only way to demo a pedal like this, really. Um, I really winged it super quick, so it's a little sloppy at the end. But um, <laughs> there's also the cool thing. There's a little mini uh, toggle switch on here to make the switch momentary or latching. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. So it like, it's, yeah. kabow, you know. And it, it's, a, it's a great little thing. So if you quickly want that octave down or, you know, three and a half steps down for some reason, you can just stomp on it and hold it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will do that. It also works in reverse, so you can have it momentarily turn off and, and uh, return your cool. guitar to how it would be. So you, you do that by holding the foot switch and then flipping the toggle switch and then releasing the foot switch. Um, it's a pretty simple pedal. So you can go down all these different steps and friggin' riff it up. <laughs> so, so once you... Yeah, dude. Dude. This is... Uh, well, you know, in your first hand, probably the first half, I'm extremely convinced of how this sounds. Uh, if you are a guitar player that occasionally has to play a song a whole step down, or you don't want to change oh, guitars really? between standard and E flat, this is your guy. Okay, so do you still have it? Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I think I think it's time to put that that statement to the test. You need to turn up to band practice with one of your not E flat guitars. That's right, because Delaney plays an E flat. So right, so just turn up one day with this and and a guitar tuned to standard, and don't tell anybody. 
That is the ultimate test. Right? I really do need to do that. Yeah. yeah. So I got to hang on to it for another week, but yes. But, you know, that, and, and can, but can you convince them? Like, can you give them the, ah, I felt like bringing this guitar today. Will that fly? Oh yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, okay. I want to know. I bring pedals. I bring pedals from Pedal Genie to practice all the time. Okay, cool. So, um, it'll, I, I think but once they see what this see is, what they will is. know, you know, the jig is up, but it's, it sounds cool. So it, right, it try to try really, to sneak it in. Yeah. Yeah, it tracks really well, um, especially if you're only down a step or two mm-hmm. or a half step or two. Um, it doesn't do that weird like polyphonic jumping tracking issue thing with chords. It's okay. straight up. It's like for real, it does it. Um, so it, the, is it tracking then or is it just modifying regardless of detected pitch? You know what I mean? Like It, it must be that. Yeah, it's modifying. So um, Straight up changing the frequency. Yes. So the the whammy and pitch pedals from Digitech in recent years have gotten much better with their mm-hmm. ability to track um, or whatever it is that they're doing. So so much so that on the whammy pedal, you can set it to vintage mode or whatever they call it to have it do that weird jumpy stuff. <laughs> to have it <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a fun little thing. The the part of this that I did not expect is this pedal is very thin. Oh. Yeah, I know it's a weird thing to call it, but it's like... Like it's, it's not deep. It's the footprint of a standard pedal. When it's on your pedal board, the height of it is low. Huh. <laughs> like it's very, it's it's a thin pedal. It's the only thing I can <laughs> think of to describe it. Yeah, all right. I opened it and I was like, wow, it's like a pancake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weird, weird. Uh, so, oh, also, I should I should point out the demo is... The Digitech drop with a boss metal zone. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I really had to, to let it rip. All right. Um, your standard boss pedal is at least twice as thick as this drop pedal. Okay. If that helps. Wow, so, that is thin. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like that in the pictures. No. Um, it's it's quite skinny. It's skinny boy. So anyway, um, yeah, paired with the metal zone because like you got it right. You know, I kind of wanted to see if a singularity would ca- would form. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? Got pretty close. So yeah, I mean, oh, and I also want to point out that I did use an E flat guitar to start. So the very first riff you hear technically is the pedal already disen- E flat is is disengaged, but the guitar is tuned to E flat. So. Uh-huh. We go way down, <laughs> way down. So um, it's fun. By the end, it gets completely destroyed and just like turns into like madness. Mostly, I think because of the metal zone, like it just yeah. wrecks it. But it's so fun. <laughs> All right. Anyway, All right. Yeah. <laughs>
Anyway, oh, it's a. Uh, I think it's two hundred dollars. Yeah, two hundred bucks. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fun. Yeah, man. So um, I just unpacked from the bag, not knowing what was in it. The Daredevil Fearless Distortion. This doesn't look like it's going to take very long. <laughs> Uh, I I googled it and I honestly can't find an actual product page I can only find like store pages so um, is it Daredevil Fearless Distortion yeah I mean I can find lots of does it have like a cat on it yeah okay so the one on Guitar Center is shaped different it's almost like a mini version Um, let's see so I wonder if this like kind of isn't made anymore or something the press release I have here from Premier Guitar was in May of 2016. Yeah, that's the one on Pre- Premier Guitar. That's the one that I have in my hand. Okay, didn't you just have a Daredevil? I don't know. Maybe I tend to add pedals on Pedal Genie by like, you know, they get in if they got it, if they just added Daredevil, right? Then I would like go to the new oh, pedals yeah, you and did, just click we them. We were all. talking about the Atomic <laughs> Cock. Oh. <laughs> They made that red light district distortion. Okay. That you had last time. Oh, is that the one I had? Yeah. See, I don't even. I, I don't have a strong. Okay. Well, maybe this one will be more inspiring than that one. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I got to switch over to the amp. I tuned while you were talking. Hopefully, I remembered to mute myself. Um, my <laughs> microphone. Didn't, I just well, no, I know that. I mean, in post. Because oh, I can mute it all day over here. <laughs> It doesn't affect you coming through the I microphone. I can mute it all day. Well, but I've already tried that, remember? Like when I That's right. when I mute <laughs> myself and then scream at my dog, you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Even if it doesn't record onto the thing, Derek still hears it. All I right. can hear you. All right, so whatever. This is my silly Telecaster sound. Let's turn this on and see what happens. So we've got, uh, we've got uh, a volume, a distortion, and then a toggle switch for high and low. And there's a freaky friggin' cat or something on the graphic screaming lightning. So that's good. <laughs> a lightning screaming cat. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. We must be in low mode. Let's. Do... What the hell? Okay, I don't like low mode. I'm going to change it. Much more low end. What? Much more low end. Yeah, it's um, it's very fuzzy. This this is maxed out, man. Yeah, it does that like it, clipping it does thing that, that fuzzes do. Yeah, that, that like, totally like I can't handle it. Death. That thing. gating thing. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a dead battery. I'm feeding it from my power supply. So let's give it 12, 12 noon on everything. Uh, okay. So you're saying the last pedal I had was from Daredevil also? I don't even yes. remember. Yeah, I don't know if I care for them. <laughs> so it says here um, it has no buffers, so it plays nice with other fuzzes and boosts. All right. Um, two different gain settings, uh, which is the high-low. Uh, natural tube amp feel, harmonic and aggressive. Nah. Which, I don't know. Nah. From what I'm hearing, I don't know if I agree with that. 
It's, you know, okay, I'll give them tube amp feel if it's the kind of tube amp where it's not really made to be a distortion, but you're doing stuff to make it that anyway. You know, you're just totally right. pushing it outside of its, you know, useful range. And it, it's, it sounds like it can't handle it to me. Right. I'm watching a demo of it now, and it sounds similar to the sounds you're getting. But it's also like they're running it through a, like, extremely awesome amp or something like it sounds yeah i don't know um seems like this true. could be this could be better as a boost let's try okay let's try to give them the benefit of the doubt let's try to use this as a boost it's weird to call it a distortion pedal in that case though yeah i know it 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 sounds like a fuzz to me without a ton of gain but still with all the artifactiness that fuzzes sometimes get yes yeah, it's great for solo boosts or warming up a clean amp as well Harmonic and full of big round response, round tone response. Uh, this distortion pedal is for every guitar player out there. Um, okay. Okay. Maybe. All right. So, for reference, that's what a real distortion sounds like. I didn't touch anything. This is just all knobs at noon on the Angle Savage 120. Okay. So yeah. now we're going to use okay. this thing as a boost. Yeah, like so. This is a this is a a gnarly fuzzy boost pedal. Like they yeah, need to market it as right. that, and they'd be fine. Yep, that's fine. Yep, yep. So the thing about like if you're boosting into a high gain amp, this isn't what you want. Because, like, you can't do the tube screamer thing because it doesn't have those controls. Yeah. Like, Although maybe in low um, mode. I don't know. Like, like I feel that. like in this case, I mean, it was it was very full. It was very, you know, 100% balls to the wall. Um, whereas a tube screamer, you do – the controls let you kind of shape and reduce some of the extra low end. So this is definitely yeah. going to punch a bunch more low end into the front of that that gainy amp. So, so okay, so you want me to – let's – Let's flip it over well, to like the the setting for a tube screamer that you do is like level. No, what do you do? All right, so here's you a much less gainy tone. Up, I think. All right, let me try to tube screamer it. So I'm going to turn the the output pretty high and the distortion pretty low. It's actually pretty close to where I already had it, but now I've got a little less gain on the tube amp. Okay. So this is sort of a crunch. Yeah. It's the it's the it's not the lead channel. It's the distortion but not the yeah. lead channel and the gain's not that high on the angle. <laughs> kind of liked it yeah. better the other way. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's um it feels like in a in a real situation it would just instant it would just be instant feedback. Yeah. Uh, also, I, yeah, you're right. Um, it's street price of one fifty nine, but it also seems to not be available. So, um, uh huh. And I can't find a product page from actual Daredevil. I only find like um, store pages or reviews. So whatever. Let's see what Reverb has. They have a used one. Well, they have a a brand new one here for one eighty. Oh really. Well, they have a That's used strange. one for for one hundred. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. So this is definitely going to be one of those things. Like, there's probably a bunch of people. Oh, where, you know what? Okay. Yeah? So it's not made anymore because they they added the circuit into another pedal called the Cocked and Fearless, which oh. is the Fearless distortion with the addition of a fixed of wah. The, the giant setting. cock. Yeah. Atomic cock. Yeah. Atomic cock. So they, they took the atomic cock and the Fearless distortion yeah. and put them together into the cock. Well, those those are both half a pedal, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. This could be very cool with that. Because Absolutely. it needed something to clean up its lows or it needed to be used for something besides just a solo distortion. You know, it was like, it was like, uh, not as good. It was like a not as good big muff. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, woolly and, and a little out of control. Uh, but it also didn't have very much gain compared to a, a big not as, muff. A not as big. Yeah. Not as big. big a, not as big. Not as big a muff. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So, you know, I, I have a, I, I, now I'm starting to feel bad that I'm like picking on Daredevil or something. I just, they haven't really been for me. Um, they don't seem to be badly made, but they're very specific. You know, it's the opposite of these pedals where it's like, oh man, look at all these sounds you can get. It's like it does one freaking thing. And there's sort of yeah. like situations where you could make that one thing sound good. So, you know, yeah, that's the story okay. that I've cool. got. Well, hey. Thanks, Pedal Genie. We really like trying out pedals, and you guys make that super easy. <laughs> Wait, hey, you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go sign up and make a wish list and tell them you heard about it on the Tone Control. Do it with yourself. Hey, man, so we did it. We're back. Oh, yeah. I, for- I sort of forgot this was going to be the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> California was good. Yeah, I saw um, some great pictures. Thanks. Yeah. It's, um, those national parks, you know, them suckers big. They, they and, are, uh, they are truly just like postcards come to real life because that's where postcards come from. Yeah. And become real like a la Pinocchio. Yes. Um, yeah. Postcards oh, wish heard, themselves into life. I heard something fun the other day. Uh, what happens if Pinocchio says, my nose will grow right now. Oh my god! I don't know. Probably the same thing that happened in the labyrinth, right? Probably what happens if you like take a metal zone and play it with a dish drop. <laughs> Is there an answer to that riddle? No, I think it's just a, a paradox. <laughs> okay. Kinda, I okay. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> my it's nose fun. will go right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess. Oh my God! Right, it's, a it's black hole. Your brain a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. So truly. it's um it's mega hot in my office. So let's wrap this. up. Oh my up. God! It's so it I I got a cl- I got a t- a a clock a t- a thermometer out. You see that? <laughs> Do you see you guys? Do you follow me on that journey? I got a thermometer it's a, out. It's a heat clock because. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in my studio, it friggin' is a heat clock because I like I have nice, cool, frosty mornings, and then through the day, my my AC just can't keep up more and more. Um, so I'm measuring it, and it's reading about 80 in here. Uh, yeah, I think with, it's, it's with my house AC trying to keep their house is set to 73, so that's what it's supposed to be. 
Yeah. And that would it's be also, fine. We just had a crap ton of rain, so it's that classic, wonderful New England humid here. Oh, gross. <sighs> Feeling it. But it's going to cool off overnight. I hate that. I, I love and hate this time of year because I don't have to turn my air conditioning on because yeah. at night it gets nice and cool and I can just have a fan in the window. Uh-huh. But it makes every minute up until that time just the worst. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. It's, it's like Terrible. Terrible. Okay. All right. Well, so, hey, um, yeah, that was that was fine. So, we'll, you know, we, we try not to miss weeks because I know that that sucks if you're a person that you know, wants to listen to a podcast and it doesn't come out. That sucks. But some stuff happened. Couldn't really do anything about it. Um, so, sorry. I actually feel a little bit bad, but. Yeah, it was very sudden, and I, I do apologize for that. Like, I'm not going to modify my life to not skip weeks of the podcast I don't get paid for. Yeah. But um, I do feel bad when it's like, oh, my God, we have to cancel. Sorry. Um, yeah. Usually I'd be mouthier. So. For some reason, I don't feel, I feel, you know, a little bit like, oh, man, I'm kind of sorry we didn't pull it together yeah because you're right it is a, a crappy thing when you're expecting a thing like if, if if the tone control is part of your commute or something like that and then you didn't have yeah. it sorry bro sorry man um so sorry, bro. that's all right so uh but we'll keep an eye on the ernie bulge i, I don't know i i almost i'm about to do like a recap yeah hit me we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on that ernie ball vp jr that price see if that price comes in at 150 or below Next, we'll check up on Gibson Justin, and see. Hey, what, Justin, I'm going to need to stop you right yep. there. A man just rode by my house on a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> this like, just what in. Is that noise. <laughs> I, f- I hear the small electric motor outside, and this dude just zipping right along on a Segway with a helmet. <laughs> Please continue. He also walks his dog on the Segway. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy's out there living in 3019. <laughs> so uh, a few weeks ago, we were out at. We were going to a show. We we have uh, season Broadway tickets at Broadway Cincinnati. Um, so we go to uh, Broadway shows when they come through. Uh, and yeah. so anyway, so we're out. We A few of our other friends are, are into it as well. And so we'll usually all go out to dinner before. So we're walking. You know, we park somewhere near the restaurant usually and then walk to the theater after the restaurant. And we're walking and we uh, a, a Segway tour, Cincinnati Segway Tours goes by. Uh, and it happens to be like a family slash attached friends that are like attractive people. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, they're like a, a, a group, a, a group of, of kind of hot people, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, like kind of yeah. whizzes by and, you know, goes up the sidewalk the other way and they all pass. And Mario and I looked at each other. We're clearly thinking the same thing. And we both said at the same time, ah, so the answer is no. <laughs> no matter how attractive you are, you can't look cool on a Segway. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Usually when I see that, it's like, oh, the next month's issue of Beautiful People magazine looks great. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't on seg- Segways. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. See? No, nobody huh. can get away with it. It's it's uh, the great the great leveler. <laughs> The, the great unifier. <laughs> the great unifier of our society. <laughs> that was much better uh, bit than the stupid thing I was going to do. Yeah, Read the show right, notes if you want to know what we talked about. Go check out Future Constellations from uh, Two Cheers. I think it's a pretty good song, and there'll be more to come. And I mix that album, so I think it's pretty good. I will listen to it at work tomorrow. Yeah, all right. Uh, and... 
Any any shows I, coming up for Delaney? What's going on? Oh, we have a show before this episode comes out. All right. If you made it to the show, <laughs> great job. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, there will be an, uh, there, there is a cool show coming that I has not officially been announced okay. yet, so I will save that. But we'll um, get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, switching back to notes, plugging in. Not gonna make that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. Write us an email. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that, and um, talk to us about things. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Uh, hold on, wait. I've got it. I've got it going. Yeah, I stole like the right amount of time for you to get that handled, and here we are. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, here you go. To all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening, and sorry we missed you. Oh, oh. see, I was typing. Oh. It's, <laughs> all right, it's worth all it. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a bunch of jerk holes. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs>